Hi, Matt. Dave, Dave, Dave. How are you? Great. Happy to see your hair and your sweater are um, giving me a lift. Thank you today. so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank I'm you. also wearing a chuck boot that might that might thrill you. I as can't well. even believe I did. Oh, look at God! Man. What a just cozy upscale. Thank you. Thank winter you. Winter look. That's what I aim for. You know, I mean, this is our like three days of the year when you can actually get away with layering and, mm-hmm. and wearing a, a pant with a flannel lining and all that. I'm getting into it. That's right. Take it where you can get it. Thank you. Yes. How are you? I'm great. I have uh, I have an announcement. Oh, God. Please. I have accepted a, uh, a gig. Great. Uh, as the uh, head writer for the 2020 Gay Adult Video News Awards. I'm I'm sorry, the what? Yes, you heard me correctly. Uh, it's the 2020 Gay Porn Awards, basically. There's the AVNs, uh-huh. right? And then there's the Gayvians. The Gayvians. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Um, our uh, friend, friend, uh, friend, well, we'll call him friend of the show. I don't know if he's a friend of the show, but he's, he's a, a nice guy. Dan Van Kirk uh-huh. uh, writes for the, for the AVNs. This year they want to they want to put a little little love and attention into the Gavians. So the Gavians is already an existing establishment, it is. but it is. they're, they're yeah, now yeah, yeah. they're stepping it up. They're, they're stepping it up a little bit. Dave Holmes. Well, I mean, we'll see if they step it up, but that that is the that is the hope. And how? What kind of dealings have you had with them so far? Very how little. Much just a know? couple a couple phone calls. I know very little. I know that next week they're recording the 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 uh, the little interstitial videos where uh-huh. it'll be like there's the podium banter and then it's like the nominees for favorite cock are and then they go to a little video where some boy in a speedo like you know pulls them out of it. Oh, so we're, this is a li- like a live awards show where you would just fully see porn happening. In, in it is clips. a live awards show. And yeah. and I don't know if there will be porn in the clips. Um, but Dan asked if I would be interested. And I was like, you know, yes, why not? Of course. I'm, I'm coming off the Jenny and Tori tour. Listen, any anything goes at this stage. Wow. I'm saying yes. God, Listen, if anyone wants you. to staff me on a regular show, I'm, I'm open to that as well. And just imagine what kind of rich experiences you would be bringing to the table That's exactly. of a so-called regular show between exactly. the Jenny and the Tory exactly. and the gay VNs. I'm the- saying yes, and it's, it's paying off. So, um, yeah, so I'll be writing Podium Banter. Oh, Alec Mappa will be hosting. Perfect. Uh, he will probably do his own monologue, but we'll, there will be some sketches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my sense of humor does not necessarily easily lend itself to porn, but we're going to, you know, we'll, I think we'll each give a little. You yeah, know what I mean? I think I do imagine you might have to dumb it down a little bit. No disrespect to I don't, porn performers. But. I, well, dumb, I don't know if dumb, yeah, maybe dumb is not the word, but but dick it up a little, maybe. Dick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is... Uh, Alt comedy is maybe, this is not the place for it. Maybe not, but maybe, who knows? You know who you should write a bit for is our friend- um, Blake uh, Mitchell? Blake Mitchell. Absolutely, I've already, it's already done. Oh, what, can you give us I any- can, I don't want to, I don't, no, I don't want to. But you know that he has now, he has reverted back to his birth name. Yes, which I saw is it on Twitter. Lane Rogers. Right. Which I think is absolutely hilarious. Because it also sounds like a porn name. It is, it is a porn name, 100%. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I do have an idea for him, so we'll see. Terrific. Um, yeah, so that is happening, as you would imagine, on Martin Luther King Day. Sure. Uh, well, January, whatever that is, 2020. What better way to honor him? Mm-hmm. It will be on a Monday night. It will be in Las Vegas, if you'd like to come. Oh, shit. I was going to ask you, can I come? But Vegas, yeah. although we have been wanting to go. Yes. Because Lady Gaga is maybe going to be there in January? I don't know. I don't know. That well, somebody's going to be there. It's, it's somebody's residencies left and right. So somebody will be there. You're going to be there. The gay fans are going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's going to be real weird. Uh, also, my condition was like, I want to be able to write about it as I write it. So I'm going to, you know, document everything and publish it somewhere. Great. And they're down with that. So, Yeah. And I can say this freely knowing that there's a 0% chance that anyone in my family will ever uh, learn what a podcast is, much less how to get one into their ears. So I, I don't, it's not a thing I'm going to probably reveal to anybody I'm related to. But you're but about to see them for the holidays, am, and yeah. they're going to be saying, what are you up to? Yeah. Are you a little tempted to be like? On, I, no, I'm not tempted at all. Literally, I, th- I think if I were to say I'm, I literally am up to nothing and I have no jobs, that would be an easier sell than – I'm writing podium banter for porn stars. 
Um, oh, so I'm probably okay. not going to say anything about that, but it's going to be an experience. It's a, it's a win. I yeah. take, I feel like a, this feels like a personal victory. Okay. Well, good. I'm so glad. Free up your uh, Martin Luther King day. Great. It's on the calendar. And it'll be on like here TV or something like that. It'll probably stream live somewhere, maybe on YouTube or something. And then Terrific. it'll exist on here TV. So speaking of YouTube. Yes. Have we got a treat? We sure do. This week. Yep. He's uh, a YouTuber. I, I want to see our first proper. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of guests with like big social media following. Sure. I don't think we've had somebody who was this steeped in and sort of of the world of YouTube. Exactly. There's probably a lot of teenagers listening for the very first time to the show. Welcome to the him. show. So welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's a pistol. He's a tour de force. Mm-hmm. Brandon Rogers is here uh, after the break. And we are back with Brandon Rogers. Oh, gentlemen, it is a pleasure to be here. And thank you for having me in the studio. Oh, gosh. I, let's, I just want to get right into it. Good. Is it? Now, I read, now, I was reading the description. I fell in love with this show, and I'm ready to dish everything. Okay. And okay. I, I'm full, I feel like a little goddamn teapot. Okay. Oh, my God. He's ready I'm, to I'm about to spill. Good. It's a little turnabout. It's a little switcheroo. <laughs> oh, are people not as wanting to? I can play the victim. Oh, no. I don't want to say anything, but I yeah. will if you have a price. That's yeah. more fun Is that more us. of the, okay. We, we, mm-hmm. It seems I'll, like we're drawing you out. I'll play a little hard to get. It makes it seem like we're really good interviews if we can sort of trick you into Okay, it. all right. Okay. Well, well, then in that case, here we go from the top. I'm looking for a wholesome time with you guys. Great uh-huh, to be here. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Well, so we're, we're at the, the cusp of the holiday season. I'm very excited and nervous every time this time of year. Yeah. Nervous? No, well, I think that there's a lot of expectation for holiday. You want to see a lot of people. There's family or friends you want to spend it with. There's gifts. There's deadlines. You know, it's... Sure. It's it, there's a lot to fuck up during this yeah, time of year. That's yeah, true. yeah. What are what are your plans? I want to see my family. I I, uh, I yeah. I want to see family for sure. Okay, you want um, to? You haven't made. Any plans? <laughs> well, I'm actually seeing them Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. In like five minutes. It's in five seconds, and I'm yeah. heading up to the Bay Area. My family's all up in the Bay. It's five hours oh, so north. So you can okay. sort of yeah. play it fast and loose. Because, exactly. Yeah. It's it's nice to have uh, it's nice to have family that's that's far enough to feel like you fully have detached from the nest, but mm-hmm. close enough to anytime I want to go home, you know, they're just right there. Yeah. You know. So I am very thankful. Five hours away is the perfect distance for for, yeah. <laughs> for family. That's that's really right. Yeah. Do your families live close to here? No. Uh, St. Louis for me. St. Louis. Ohio and Jersey for me. And what are you doing for the holidays? Uh, I am going to Sonoma. Sonoma. Tomorrow. Which I'm very excited Can I have about. some wine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the place to do it. Yes, it is. Yes. You're going with Ben and, and some other friends. friends. Yeah. And and, oh, but, you're, but you got mom coming for Christmas. For around Christmas, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, we'll be here. My mom's coming in for Thanksgiving. Ordered a Whole Foods Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, great. Can't go wrong Just with Whole Foods. Just going to be us at, at home. Great. And that's the W, W-H-O-L-E, guys, in case yes. you don't know. We're not yeah, perverts right. here. Yes. Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, so what are you watching now, Brandon Rogers? Right now, I'm real into the Rick and Morty season. It's been long awaited. I was very impressed with the first episode. Oh. I just finished AHS in 1984. Okay. Uh, what were your some- thoughts? Well, uh, I, I like that. It, I, I like that it, it kept a strong '80s vibe through the whole season. Mm-hmm. On the first episode, like, okay, this is going to be a gimmicky season. Let's go through with it. And, and I was glad it was gimmicky all the way through. I was like, it, it didn't feel. It, it showed how cheesy it was going to be right up front. And if you're cool with that, then the rest of the season yeah. was just homage to like a really great time. Okay. It kind of like shamelessly, you know, <clears throat> nods to all of these horror tropes. Shamelessly, first, yeah, yeah, yeah un, 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 unapologetically, just yeah. wore it out on its sleeve. Uh, what else? What else have I been watching lately? Uh, I, I just got the Disney Plus app. Oh, yeah, okay. what's going on over there? You're, you're my you're my first Disney Pluser. Yes, I, I only got it because one of my friends has it, and I went to his house last night, and I was just scrolling through. And just oh my gosh! There's like more things that I wanted. That I was like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to than, than scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. Not to say I'm you know guys are big th- you know words to throw around, but really the selection is like every Disney or Disney affiliated project ever. Like on one platform, they have The Simpsons and Mar- all all. Oh, yeah, sorry. So I have I have a lot of 
a lot of stuff to binge. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is great because I just totaled my car. So everywhere I go, I'm Ubering. So what happened to your car? What oh happened? my God, I got T-boned on my side. And if someone was sitting in my back seat, that's where it happened. If someone was sitting there, they'd be dead. Shit. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Where was it? What happened? Uh, Ventura and Vineland. Is it Vineland or Vineland? Vineland. Vineland, yeah. It was there by the mobile station. And uh, uh, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So, so what did you do immediately afterward? I just immediately, I just went into, you know, the you know, fight or flight and I immediately went to, to just sort of the third option, which is just fuck it. I don't want, I just gave all my, you know, I exchanged information, mm-hmm. let the insurance handle it. Um, I, was, the, was the other person like super apologetic and they didn't speak English. So it was hard. I didn't communicate directly with them. Um, but, uh, it was, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a stressful scene to be honest. The, the, they had someone, uh, who did speak English come and it was just very, very like exchange. It wasn't a stressful event. What's stressful is the, the fallout of not having a goddamn car because sure. I have, you know, I, I Uber everywhere now and I, I, it's just so much less convenient. Mm. And, uh, but now I have so much more to watch. I have so much more time to binge stuff. Absolutely. Um, and I've, I've been so car sick, but it's been very worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So, okay. So American Horror Story and what else? Oh gosh. What else have I been watching? Well, this is Modern Families last season. So I've been, yeah. I've been holding their hand through this whole time because I feel like I've grown with them. Oh, sure. That's you know? loyalty. Loyalty, right? A lot of years. A lot of years. Been, it's been on round for a long time. Yeah. Congratulations. Because that's very rare that a show can be that successful for that long. Um, <clears throat> what else have I been watching? What else have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of John Waters films lately. Have you seen yeah. any of his, his yeah. stuff? Yeah. Jeez. What a, what a, like, I mean, I don't even know what kind of category you would classify those <laughs> trash films. They're just, right. yeah, they're, they're bad on, on every account and they're pieces of art in my opinion. Yeah. Um, genius. Just watched but, Multiple Maniacs a couple I, weeks ago. I just watched it a couple weeks ago too, for the first time. Yeah, same. Same. What an interesting... And the, yeah. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but guys, you pretty much have had your entire lives to see this movie. Yeah. But I won't spoil it, but, but the ending threw me off and I kind of fell in love with it and, yeah. and also I just it was beyond have it quite you know it, essentially and I knew what the ending was before I watched it I knew that there was this scene with a giant lobster that comes and, and defiles divine but yeah. I thought well maybe there will be some context to this maybe there will be something leading up to the maybe the lobster is a symbol for something to the, nope it's just shitty people killing each other and then the lobster and then comes the lobster. and fucks her yeah. and I'm just I <laughs> And, and a Bravo, I just felt like to release that 1960, it was 19, in the 60s, yeah. to see it, to walk into a cinema at that time and to see something like that. I can only imagine, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I wish I could be at Woodstock. I wish I could be at whatever, the, Christ, the birth of Christ. I wish I could be at one of those screenings in Absolutely. the 1960s watching or, feces and shit. And then, uh, or, or them filming it in a, in a subdivision right. in suburban Baltimore. Right. You know, it's all, right. Mm-hmm. it's all just amid like regular houses and, and stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. you didn't have permits for anything. Oh yeah. You just sort of filmed right. in the woods. Right. <laughs> right. You just know, yeah, if you wanted to be an extra that you were, you could yeah. just sort of walk right in. Just be right. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. it's a, uh, it's a fascinating world. I would be an interesting time to be a filmmaker. Cause I feel like he would have gotten away with a lot more. I feel like there was even in the nineties, I remember as a kid, like there was a sort of an, uh, this this energy of wow he has he they're filming a project here you know my mm-hmm. son made a movie yeah. you know it, it was a big like now everyone's making stuff so it's like okay all right great. but yeah imagine in the 60s it was even more so like oh there's a movie being shot down the street yeah you know it doesn't matter how big there's just one there yeah know? speaking of making stuff can you kind of walk us through your rise to social media domination? Well, I, I uh, in high school, I loved making videos. I loved it. I had a, I had a, a Super 8 or Hi8. I can't remember what, a Hi8 camera. Well, the tape camera, the mini DV cameras. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember I didn't know how to use iMovie yet. And so I remember I'd have to like film something. We'd do a sketch. I'd write, we'd write a loose script and it would be something just ridiculous, but we, I, we would take it so seriously. We'd shoot it, and if we didn't get the take exactly right on the first time, then we would have to rewind back to where we the take start, mm-hmm. and then do the take again. We were literally editing it in the camera as we went. And then every every Friday, we would screen these at at school. They would one of our teachers let us rent out a classroom, and every Friday we'd screen it, and just the energy in the room of because we all made it. It was us who made it, and we're, it wasn't like a new audience, so yeah. everyone was in on what we're watching. So even if it was total trash, we weren't watching the videos to admire them. We were watching the videos to kind of see our fun day edited together and how it looked. And 
in all honesty, they were pretty well made. Like I thought, I don't know where any of them exist today, but they were halfway decent film projects. Were you always director? Or? I was always the director. All the, no, actually, I wasn't. Sometimes other people would direct, but I always thought I always thought they turned out better when I was directing. <laughs> and well, I always felt like I, I had more. Some people when they direct, they just like, eh, and then just do this, and then it'll be funny. And then yeah. like it was, it's kind of just thrown together. And I really, I felt like I took it a little bit more seriously. No shade to them if they're listening to this at all, but uh, it was we we just all had fun. There, there was really no one keeping tally on who did a better job than who. We were just doing it for the hell of it. Uh, and then 2006 is when I graduated high school, which is coincidentally the year that YouTube. Really started to take off i think youtube started in 2005 2006 it was really starting to become something and that's when i was like oh shit there's we can do this but just put it out to the public yeah. to see um and so that was that's how it started uh, and were there youtube stars at that point or- uh i don't my earliest recollection of youtube stars was either late 2007 or early 2008 mm-hmm. because 2008 is when youtube had its first live event called youtube YouTube Live, uh, I think that's what it was. It was in San Francisco, 2008. I went there. I bought tickets to it because I really was trying to immerse myself in that community. Um, And yeah, they had William Sled and uh, I believe Smosh was there and What the Buck and Lisa Nova and all these really, really old, you know, people that like aren't on the platform at all anymore. Mm. Some of them still are, but a lot of them. And that was the first time I remember, yeah, 2008, that's when the, the idea of like a YouTube star hit me at least. So, And at this point, you're <clears throat> uploading videos, but not not getting as much traction just right, yet. Right, Ten And what years. are you doing in the meantime? I worked, <laughs> I worked a lot of just entry-level jobs. I worked, I, I worked at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I worked at, which is, uh, what I, retail culture is the worst thing in the world. They they start you off in this, uh, they, 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 they have to, I remember you have to earn your blues at Best Buy. You, you have to come in wearing dress clothes, which arguably are it's a much better look than the fucking uniform they would have you walk in they give you like like jeans and, and like a black button and you have to wear this until you've completed your training and then you've what they called earned your blues oh you're and rewarded you're by re- getting to wear the polo yes you're wow. rewarded with your own fucking uniform and so so that they give you the blue you've all seen it the blue polo the khaki pants the uh you know it's it's i believe they it's they they were produced by at the virgin superstore um on on uh, i don't know that's, that's in my opinion it's the most virginal look you can come up with it's mm-hmm. like a church boy with with the little you know yellow tag on it um and they, and i remember walking through the store and they would say oh congrats You've earned your blues. On uh, my first week there, oh, look who's earned his blues. Oh, it was the most demeaning. I just hate retail culture so much. Um, anyways, I did that. I worked at uh, I worked at a law firm for most of it. I did a bunch of a bunch of jobs. I worked at a hotel for six years. I worked at a, a the law firm for three and a half, four years. Um, I worked at this humanitarian organization called the, Hil- the Conrad Hilton Foundation, mm-hmm. and they do they like do all sorts of work all over the world. I was just a reception. I just delivered their fucking mail. That's what mm-hmm. I did at their. But they were a great, and but yeah, it was it, none of my resume was very. It was very hard for me to find work because none of my jobs lined up with the previous one skill wise. It was like oh, a hotel and then humanitarian, or and then a law firm, and then, you know, um, and uh, and I I had to for ten years I was and I was still making YouTube videos. No one was really watching them, but I was still you know. Uh, what were they? They were pretty pretty similar to what I make now. They were me playing most of the time. I was playing characters. Now that's all I do is I play characters all the time. But sometimes before I would just vlog my day. I was really trying to play with every kind of medium to see what would pick up and blow up and go viral for me. So I did animation. I did uh, I did musicals. I did web series. Uh, I you know horror. I I, I tried everything. Um, so it was a very experimental time, and I, I enjoyed all of it. It was a form of escapism for me to kind of put away my job, put away my, my school, put away anything I had to do, and just focus on creating a script that I knew would go public in whenever time I wanted it to. The idea of creating something with no middleman filtering what you can produce and then just revealing it to the world at any with no deadline, uh, it's like an artist's dream. And so that's, that was just my, my hobby. That kind of, that's what I did when I wasn't working or going to school. Um, and uh, it, it, I just got lucky enough to where it, it was 10 years before it blew up, though. It was 10 years of, you know, no one was really tuning in. And then eventually it, 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 it did overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and YouTube has primarily been your bread and butter, but it's really yeah. because of Vine that you became Vine. really visible, right? Oh, my God. You've seriously done your homework. Uh, yeah, Vine. Vine is what I what, told you. This is really good <laughs> I'm, I'm just surprised. And not a lot of people instantly know that. Uh yeah, I so I I would do these videos on YouTube and and I 
a lot of my stuff is very self-contained one-liner type you know there isn't a plot it's just a bunch of one-liners cut together to show the essence of someone's daily life to you know not really trying to tell a story per se just this is what this this is just random lines taken out of their day so they were very easily uh, reusable, you know, people could easily take them and re-upload them to Vine, which was a six-second, you know, platform. Um, a lot of my one-liners made it within the six-second parameters, and they just blew up on Vine, but no one was crediting me. People would take it, throw it on there, and say, like, when your boyfriend, blah, 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 or when did it, but it, there was no context as to who made it. So these clips were going viral, and I'm sitting there watching my characters get big, and I'm just like, no one's tuning into the, the channel. Uh, and what's even more frustrating is that a lot of people don't even realize this is the same actor playing these different mm-hmm. things that are popping up and going big and uh it was it was the closest i've ever felt to like bruce wayne just like we're, <laughs> we're like batman's taking all the credit and i'm just like sitting there going oh god damn it working at my in my little cubicle and like uh, just and and eventually my boss uh at the, at, the, at the law firm caught wind of it he even found it on vine and he was just like He's like, so I know you've been making these videos. And uh, he's like, just, you know, I, I wanted to be a comedy writer when I was your age. And so he was like, Any, anything you need, like, let me know. And so he, like, gave me the keys of the office if I ever needed a place to shoot. And oh, that's great. He so totally nice. – and I probably wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him because – he, uh, yeah, he, he, he seriously gave me a lot of resources and a day job to support me while I was, and then the Fine Brothers, the Fine Brothers found, they, they kind of caught wind of what was happening and they were like, this guy isn't being credited. So they looked me up and they eventually they found me, um, and they made a video about me. I didn't know about this. They didn't tell me about it. I woke up one morning to a text from a friend of mine back home and he said, you should look at your social blade, which to anyone who doesn't know, it's the, the database of that monitors hourly what, what YouTubers earn in terms of views and money and whatever. So I go on social blade and, uh, overnight, I believe I got 17,000 new followers mm-hmm. overnight. And that was the day that, that it, I essentially, that, that's the day that like I consider my career starting like mm-hmm. that. And cause then I, cause then immediately my priorities shifted to the channel. My pri- everything I was worrying about became meaningless and I just wanted to water this one plant because I'm like, I don't know how long this wave is going to be writable for. Um, so that's, thank God I had a boss who, who let me, you know, kind of focus on that until I eventually, and he knew I was going to quit. He knew that if YouTube kept blowing up for me, that I would be able to leave the job at one point. Mm -hmm. And that was in a way kind of like his, what he was trying to help me do. And so he's, he's sort of like the LA dad, you know, that I had after moving out here because I just felt like I was in his nest for a while and he just did what he could. And, and now even today, I still keep in touch with him and he'll, he'll, he'll come to the shoots every now and then, or he'll grab lunch and, and uh, yeah. And so, yeah, Scott Warmoth, and I know he would hate me if I talked this long about him and didn't talk about his business. Scott Warmoth, if you ever need a, an accident lawyer, oh, he's 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 a good one. <laughs> he must be but so proud. I hope so. I hope he. I hope he still is. I don't know. I, I'm always waiting for the one video that offends him that I release. Yeah, I, I'm every video I put out. I feel like I'm just playing with fire. I'm like, what, is this going to be the one? I'm I, I'm interested in like the world of YouTube people. Do you all know each other? Do you? <clears throat> Kind of. So remember, yeah. like, the, did, like the Vine people all kind of lived in the same area from there, right? <laughs> the there same was a building. Vine building. Yeah, yeah, the Vine building. I was lucky enough to shoot something there. I was uh, friends with before he got big. I was friends with King Batch, and I hope I'm saying that right. Dear God, this is before he went by that. This is before he had a like an like a regular human name. Yeah. Um, and I just knew him as Andrew, and I just said, I just said, uh, oh, we, we we worked. He had a, we did a music video at his place, and he lived in that building. I believe I believe that was his place, and just everyone else lived there, and it was so weird. I felt like I was. Missing out on some weird once in a once in a history of human hu- history dorm experience, you know, it's like like this will never happen again. Yeah, yeah. And I was lucky enough to be able to shoot and kind of see firsthand a little. And, oh, and it's so lavish. Everything is so modern inside, and everything, even the glasses and the cupboards were like designer glass. Everything was just so nice. And and I'm just thinking like, what? Whose dick is everyone sucking that I don't know about here? Like, what is happening? Um, and then that all went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, now it's, uh, but, but in the YouTube world, yes, we all kind of know each. I mean, yeah, I think so. There are certain pillars throughout the year that link us all together. There's VidCon, Playlist Live, and the Streamy Awards and the Shorty Awards. I'd say those are the four, probably the biggest current, uh, you know, events that, that really we go. Cause you not, not only do you go to these events and you stay at the same hotels most of the time with other famous YouTubers, you're all invited to the same parties. You're all invited. There's a lot of, you know, number exchanging collabs where it, it's a, it's, um, 
it is its own eco verse in this entertainment industry yeah and just like you know like how rap or country or how any you know a lot of different forms of either music or movies or you know it has its own sort of click of of people who produce that content uh yeah and most youtubers i've met actually i've never met a youtuber who i thought was shit you know as a person as, as a human being um you know, that aside from like scandals and whatnot, things that don't involve me, but in terms of a one-on-one conversation with the person, you know, I always thought, because for 10 years, you can, you only, I only had this idea of what being a big YouTuber was like and what it would be like to in, to get to know what that person is. And I used to think, oh, they're, they're probably very, you know, vapid and very, you know, arrogant. And mm-hmm. uh, almost everyone I've met is, uh, is pretty hardworking. Uh, I always thought that YouTubers had a lot more, especially the big YouTubers, had a lot more support than they actually do. Some people I would go, I'd show up on their set if I collab with them, like, this is all that runs the show. Holy shit. And you've been this king for how many years? And like, I think that uh, they're a lot harder working than people give them credit for, at least the ones I've collabed with are. Um, I work a lot with, uh, are you familiar with uh, Anthony Padilla from, he did this channel called Smosh for a long time. And now he's sort of branching out on his own. And I, I work with him uh, quite a bit. And he's someone that I knew for, for a very long time, back when I lived up in Northern California. Mm. And now, you know, he's one of my best friends. And it is weird to think like when we're hanging out, I don't think of him as a creator or a YouTuber or someone. So, I think, I think genuine people still are alive and well in the YouTube community. Um, and I've been very pleasant, pleasantly surprised with how genuine uh, with with the type of genuine friends I've been able to make, specific, I mean, not just Anthony, but you know, John Cozart, there's uh, uh, Jack Douglas, uh, just a lot of people I've met who I'm like, wow, you not only are you not a dick, but you're actually a genuine human being, and mm. they'll invite me over for you know Thanksgiving or New Year's, or it's, it's so it is kind of a new family that uh, I found through just the luck of success that I got through YouTube. I got to meet this other you know ecosystem of people, um, and yeah. So what's keeping you busiest right now, day to day? Well, I recently discovered, okay, so I recently discovered Joan Rivers about about eight months ago. I never knew she did stand up. You believe that? Never knew. And I started watching, and then I started watching this documentary on her, and she did everything, and that inspired me. I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to say no to nothing anymore. You want to fill up that, uh, your calendar just like she did. Yeah, you saw that documentary? Yes, Yes, and that was so inspiring. I said, why can't I, because I actually kind of, I'll tell you, I kind of took pride in saying no to a lot of stuff. Brand deals, I said no to a lot of stuff. And I was like, I am a YouTube, I will never product placement, I will never appear in this, I will never, you know, and I, and I just like watching that documentary got me off my high horse. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to say yes to everything. And my, and that was about eight months ago. I've had an amazing eight months since then. I just doing the whole yes man thing. Um, I've and like, I, I, I randomly got asked to speak at an event in India and oh, wow. they're like, well, it's just for a couple of days. You'd spend just as much time traveling as you would be in here. I said, do it. If you're paying for the flight, you're paying for me. If I, if you're, if I'm not having to pay for this trip, and it was fun. It was such a fun time. And I, I literally just got back yesterday. What was the speech? Uh, they wanted me to talk for a half hour about being, there was really no guidelines. It, it said, uh, talk about being an influencer or what it t- takes to be a, a successful YouTube. It was very, very vague. And even when I got there, I was like, okay, so I'm just going to talk about this. Like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever. They were very respectful. They treated me like like royalty out there and they were very very kind and very just just very you know happy to see me i was very happy to see them because i didn't know if people liked me or not out there um but yeah just just saying yes to everything uh i just recently worked with comedy central and it was something that i probably like a year ago would have said no to because oh well comedy central uh uh, if it's a digital i don't want to you know if it and it is it is for their digital platform but i didn't realize their their platform is so huge and their writing staff is hilarious as shit mm. and just just because i said yes to it you know I, I i learned all of that i learned like wow what and i had a great time and uh it's it's just yeah i i i've, I've been really enjoying as a youtuber so so to answer the question i've what keeps me busiest uh is just it it used to be the youtube videos and honestly that is the bulk of what i you know, that's the sort of the heart of everything i work on but it's just so much fun i have a really great team of people uh i have a manager and assistant and agent uh just every, i mean everyone who works with me is so good at keeping uh the wheels greased and just you know so i can say yes to everything and not feel like it's it's loading up on me and and uh you know my team and i they're we're also very good friends and we just have a, we we work together really well so i'm very very fortunate i'm just in a very 
very fortunate spot. Um, <laughs> you've been saying yes to doing podcasts. Yeah. I, well, for us. the thing is, actually, a podcast is the one thing I don't say yes to every podcast. Um, so I, I am kind of picky with podcasts I go on. This one, obviously, I'm a very big fan of, and I oh, love it. And I love that uh, I'm even in here right now. I, I uh, But yeah, podcasts are the one thing where I'm just kind of like, okay, what's it about? What's it? Oh, yeah, why is that? Uh, because I've had a few duds in the past where I get set, not set up, but kind like where where like words like where they're twisting words as as the interview is going on and they're like so you're saying that and it's like not in my mm-hmm. favor and like oh that's yeah. not what I'm, you know yeah. um i've had a couple of those to really like kind of okay maybe i want to research what shows are going on first before i do um but uh yeah, almost anything like almost any role you know if i if my agent sends me a script and she's like so there's this role where if you're interested yes just send it to me. And, mm-hmm. and I've said yes to things and, and didn't know what they were until like the day before. Uh, James Franco uh, did a show on black pills and he, uh, I got a call from my agent and they said, James Franco saw your YouTube videos and he is looking to do something with, um, with you. And I just said, yes, immediately. I said, just yes, whatever, whatever's the quickest, get off this phone and make it happen. <laughs> like I want that. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize I was basically I was playing a stripper. Uh, like, well, not a stripper. It was Harry Potter, and it was his coming out. I was playing Harry Potter, and he's coming out at a party, and he disrobes, and he's in a thong up his ass with all sort. I, I forget if there was nipple clamps, but you get the gist. Oh wow! And then all the people in the room, Dumbledore and Snape. Oh, they all take off their robes. We're all gay too, and we're all. <laughs> It was the weirdest thing. And James Franco was directing it. He wasn't in it. Right. But he's directing it. And, and uh, he loves his gay content. That's, yeah. you know, and I was very proud to be a part of it uh, for him. <laughs> but anyway, so that, that kind of caught me off guard. So I, I felt, you know, I, I said yes to that to preemptive. You know, if I had read it, I probably would have been a little, I would have still said yes, but I would have been at least a little reluctant to say yes right. if I read what I had. I did, I crowd surfed uh, in a thong over people. So there was hands going up. Uh, crevices on my human body well let's take a break while we look up that video and uh, we'll be right back yes and we're back Oh, Brandon well, Rogers. It's like magic. I'm st- yeah. And I'm still here. And yep. I hope you are too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's going on in your love life right now, Brandon Rogers? Well, absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that. There are people that I flirt with. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I flirt with. But no one that I'm hooked onto right now. Um, and I think, the and you know, it's it's actually, it's, it's been quite a while since I was in a committed relationship. It's been about, I want to say about three years. Um and the and within these last three years, the first year, oh, why don't I have? Oh, I'm trying to date, and Tinder sucks, and everyone sucks, and why? And the last two years, I've just, been, especially this last year, 2019, I've been so enamored with what I've been doing. I'm trying to ride this wave of of not really wanting a relationship, mm-hmm. but oh, it feels so good to flirt, and I love to go out, and I love to meet new people, and I love to entertain the idea. Basically, I'm just like, if the perfect person comes, then great. But if not, like, I'm fine just flirting. Sure. And that's fun. That's fun to do, especially when, like, I think I'm, I've am i gotten really good at picking up on what other people are putting down with their faces and their body language. When you can tell someone's into you, too, that is a, that's, that's a wonderful feeling. And uh, I was just at a party at, a, at some house in Malibu the other night, a friend's birthday party, and someone was into me. And it was a, it was a guy. And I was into him. And uh, and secretly, I'm hoping he's listening to this. But uh, oh, and if you are listening to this, it was fun. I had I was flirting, and I know you were too. And I had fun. Yeah. So were their numbers exchanged? It was. Oh, of course. And we've been having two lines of communication since. I'll tell you what they are: Instagram DMs and texting. Okay. Mm, Yes. So what is there? Uh, Does a certain sort of communication happen over text? 
Uh, is Instagram DM more intimate and explicit? Isn't that funny? Because I've been, not necessarily in this case, but I've been down that rabbit hole before where you start like two or three lines of communication with some, and one of them's like kind of a little sexier. And one of them, when we're texting, oh, it's a little bit more professional. Yeah, It's funny because it's like we're talking to different versions of ourselves, which we really are throughout the day. Isn't that interesting? Like what if we're, you know, most of us are hornier at night and you talk to someone, maybe we, we do DMs at night, but then the day we're at work, we, you know, texting during the day, you know, very texting feels more wholesome. wholesome. And, it's yeah. like, like we're talking, com- connecting at different points of our psyche throughout the, as the day goes on. I like it. I'm for it. Okay. So tell us your coming out story. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. I don't really have one. I, well, I, the first person I actually told I am gay um, <laughs> was, uh, well, I didn't say I was gay because I still, part of me still, I still kind of like women. I still do. I would say that I'm definitely more into men, but I still like women. And there was a time in my life where I did only like women. Like when I was a kid, I remember like I would only check out girls. And then eventually through puberty, I, I maybe it was I saw everyone developing. I was like, oh, I like guys more. I don't I don't know what switched for me, but it was around puberty. Uh, and so the first person I actually confirmed it to, she was, a, uh, just, you know, my fruit fly. Is that offensive? Fag hag. I don't know mm. what they say now, but she was my my the, the gay best friend. And I told her and that was the first time I ever felt because I, I lived in uh, Livermore, which is very small. T- it's it's a very, uh, at the time at least, it was very, con- it's pretty conservative. And there weren't a lot of people who were out yet. And so uh, she was the first person that I openly said it to. And to not get this sort of backlash that I very much, ex- or, or, or not backlash, but just judgment, you know, sure. or, or disappo- disappointment, I think is the right word. I was afraid of dis- disappointing her. Um, and I didn't. And that felt really good. And then I started being more open about it with my friends. And that felt really good. And then I started getting what people talk about in movies or like, oh, it's a weight off your shoulders. Because it is when you're when you're pretending to be straight. It's a little bit of a lie you're telling every single time you pretend to check out a girl or every single time someone says, oh, you need a girlfriend and you don't debate, you know, you don't negate them. You know, it's like you're it's like it's a little bit of stress that kind of flickers through your brain. It's just like uh, and it's one less thing I, I don't have to lie about anymore. So that felt good. But I never really came out to my family because after I moved to L.A., you know, and the YouTube channel took off, it's like there's no way they don't know that I'm gay. And there's no way that like, and now at this point, it's like a talk would be kind of awkward. So you haven't brought a guy home. No, because every time I dated a guy, either it wasn't during the holidays or uh, I was at their family for Thanksgiving. Actually, no, one year, one year I did bring a guy home. Yeah, yeah, that was one year. Um, And that was like, it was all right. I mean, it was weird because I knew that my family had never seen that before. Like that I'm the only person that I know of in my family who is queer. And uh, so I knew they weren't used to seeing it. So I'm like, part of me was like, all right, just look as much like you're just my guy friend coming over as we can. But then I'm like, ugh, like, do I care that much about these people's opinions that like let's just suck each other's dicks and i I just no i i honestly i just want i i I didn't know how to how to i mean it wasn't super awkward it just felt weird like because i would see like my grandparents looking over my grandpa has dementia so just like having to be reminded oh that's he's gay oh that's oh you know i don't but uh i don't know yeah but i i only see my family pretty much like once a year now it seems like about i think during either thanksgiving or christmas this year it's probably thanksgiving you know i don't know if i'll be there for christmas but but uh yeah so and i'm not with anyone else so this is another year i'm not bringing someone okay. someone over but uh it is cool though it is cool visiting family you know now even though i don't you know i i, I visit them with the career that they all follow you know that and that's different you know it's, even though i'm not with anyone they still have a, a bucket of questions every time i visit home because they watch all my videos they follow me on instagram i mean they're very in touch with what I'm doing. And that's why, that's why it's like, I almost don't want to have the conversation with them because I know if they're this cool with what I'm doing and they're following me this closely, they clearly know that I'm gay and they clearly are still accepting. So there's like no conversation needed to be had. And I feel like it's, it's almost less awkward to just, okay, let's move on. You know? So yeah, I didn't really have a coming out story. I just stopped and I just stopped denying it, you know, at least Mm -hmm. to my family. And, Everyone else, it's like, yeah, it's like if you can't tell, you know, some people I have, I um, just cannot tell and, and um, I have to say it, but I think most people know, I think, I don't know. Maybe they'll hear this. And <laughs> Maybe they'll hear this and they'll, ah, I think, he, I think he might be. Um, but uh, yeah. And do they all understand your career? I mean, especially like the old, older members of your family, people who are sort of pre-internet. 
They do because a lot of them have kids. A lot of them have kids now. The the it's weird because I, I don't in my family. There's no one really my age. There's people who are a generation above me and a generation who and then who had a generation below me. So that generation below me, which is Z, right? Yeah, Z, uh, and then Generation X, who's them above me. Uh, they know about me through the kids and uh, the kids. Uh, it's weird because they only know me as as who I am on YouTube. They really don't know who I am in real life because I've lived in LA for about seven years and a lot of them are around seven or older, um, but not old enough to remember genuinely who I was as a human being when I lived there. So when I visit home, I'll see in my cousin's eyes, they're a little shy or they're a little bit, it's the same look I see when I, when I have a meet and greet and people like, okay, you're next, you know, for the you know picture and autograph, you know, it's like that right when they're, they're kind of deer in the headlight. That's sort of how my cousins look at me. And it's weird because it's a weird way of, of spending time with family. And it, it's, it's, uh, it's like, this is my family. Like, like chill out. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm just here to eat. <laughs> um, but uh, they're, yeah, none of my family is like, like, has been a dick about what I do. Thank God. They're, they're pretty uh, comical people on both sides. There, there are a lot of comedians that, that I grew up with. So thank God. <laughs> What's a, what, are, what are your dealings with like, commenters and and yeah. and fans like they can be uh vicious actually they've been very i've, I've been really lucky um yeah. if there's any criticism and i really I, I very rarely is there troll criticism which is it fake and gay dumb fucking fuck this guy is the very rarely do i see that um mo- if there's any criticism it's constructive like I could tell you've used this ending before, you know, or I can tell you, uh-huh. and that kind of shit I, I live for. Cause it's like, you know, you're right. You're a smart audience. Oh. Like, you know, but they don't, it's not mean. It's people, if they're, if they're criticizing, it's cause they were disappointed because they expected something that they didn't get or that, that, or they, they, they were rooting for the video and some part of it let them down. And that's yeah. the kind of criticism I get. Uh, for the most part, ev- you know, the internet, just like I said with the YouTube community, the internet has been much more welcoming. You know, and I work with kind of a freak show of people. My cast is very, uh, they're interesting. Each of them are interesting in appearance and in, in how they conduct themselves. And I feel like I run this little circus of, of interesting actors. And every time I introduce a new person, sometimes they might be heavy or trans or, you know, what, you know, they're, they're you know, I'm always a little afraid of what the comments are going to say the first time I work with an actor and I add them to my cast and I'm like, what are people going to think of him or her or them? And they've all been welcoming. You know, they've all been really, really accepting. And I, I'm very touched by how the internet, you know, like one of, one of the actors I work with the most, she's, you know, a 70 something year old trans woman. And she's, in my opinion, one of the greatest actors I've ever worked with. Um, and she's one of the most brilliant people. But when I, when I had her in the videos for the first time, I didn't know how the internet was going to react to her. And she's reading the comments, you know? And so it's like, part of me feels like, uh, you know, a little bit like these are my, my kids in a way. And I'm, I'm very protective of what people say about them because I know they're reading the comments and I didn't have to delete anything with her. Like yeah. I'm looking at the comments and I'm like, who is this interesting woman and where did she come from? And why did, and nothing was negative, and to this day, they they adore her and the other people I work with. I work with all kinds of you know ages, shapes, genders. You know, every, my cast is a very very colorful group of people, and uh, no one has ever picked on anyone for any kind of. So, I uh, I think the internet, at least the people who watch my videos, they're not the internet that I thought I would encounter when I would blow up. You know, yeah. like I always thought, oh, when I think, you know, thank God I'm still a small YouTuber because if I was big, I don't know if I could take the criticism on the, and I knew I made weird content. I'm like, I don't know how the world would react. Yeah. I've been surprised at how the world's reacted to it. And so, um, yeah, what negative you, comments. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Because it seems like that um, you might have the only place on the internet without <laughs> negative comments. Mm-hmm. Well, you're I, doing something right. What I don't, I think, I think that the, the content doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's very self-deprecating. It's very... Like it's, it's, it's self-aware trash and it's, it's not, there's, there's zero pride with it. It's all just like, just utter, it's like, like, like going to the circus, you go to kind of be a little bit disgusted or scared or, you know, when you see people swallowing swords and shit, I think that people go to my channel at this point, people know what they're into when they, when they usually, when they click on a video of mine or, or, and, uh, 
I, I I don't know. I think that with content as vulgar as it's almost how do you call trash disgusting? You know, like yeah. or how do you call? Uh, I don't know. I I really I've just been very 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 fortunate. I I also enjoy. Like I rarely, I rarely come out as a human being out of character, you know, other than times like this, you know, a podcast interview or an appearance, like a cameo in something, but very rarely am I ever expressing my own opinions, beliefs. And I think that because I play characters as an entertainer, it separates the artist from, or the the art from the artist. And I I feel like people can, can, uh, I don't know. They, they don't get hung up on my beliefs. They don't get hung up on my personal. They just see the characters, and I, I kind of like that. They, yeah. Hmm. I think a lot of other entertainers. Not that it's better or worse, but most other entertainers are themselves on the internet. Yeah. And so, if they say something that the audience doesn't like, then there's a legitimate person to be upset about. You know, as whereas if a character does something terrible, it's oh, well, that's a character. Right. Um, and I don't think I'm a bad person. I don't think I'm trying, like, I'm not trying to hide who I am or anything, but I love just kind of being a mystery to, you know, to, to most people. I like when someone comes up to me, they don't know if I'm going to be nice or not. They're kind of a little bit scared to talk to me because they don't know if I'm crazy. Um, and I kind of like having that, that aura around me. <laughs> I'm always curious, you know, because there are so many people who are trying to get where you are. If you uh, run across in your dating life or even just in your social life, people who are sort of, you know, getting close to you and you can kind of sniff that they have ulterior motives? <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, it smells pretty pungent. Yeah. Uh, there's never been anyone where I'm like, hmm, they might have ulterior motives. It's definitely cut off. It's definitely toyed with my trust. Um, but I've, I've made a lot of friends who are around my, you know, following of, you know, or size of creator. And, and I, I talk with, you know, we go to each other's houses and we smoke weed and we kick back and we shoot the shit and we talk about this kind of, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not the only one who's going through it. I'm not the only one who, like a lot of other people are even possibly even, you know, I've had it worse than me or, or more defensive about it. Rightfully so. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of horror stories from other creators about like being tricked by someone that they were on a date with or being tricked by, you know, whatever, you know, someone that they were, you know, hanging out with for a while. Uh, I think just, I just go with my gut with everyone I meet and I don't, I really, I'm an intro, I really, I really am introverted with who, like I rarely ever bring anyone, you know, I have anyone over unless I know them. I rarely ever like hang out one-on-one with someone unless I really know them. Uh, I, uh, so for someone to be able to take advantage of me, I mean, it hasn't happened yet that I know of, mm. <laughs> knock on, knock on wood, but uh I don't know. I'm. I think I have a pretty good grasp on who's good and who's bad. Most people are good. I've found out. Like most people I've met in the last three years. Again, knock on wood, have just yeah. been angels. So, especially people outside of California. <laughs> sure, sure. What do you look for dating wise? Uh, dating wise, uh, what's your type? Oh, let me tell you, the face is a very important thing. I think I like a face. Well, and uh, <laughs> I like the face, but I also like. Well, when it comes to personality, I think they have to be very smart because I like someone who understands. Or who can pick up on really subtle sarcasm or really dry humor, and I think that the ability to do that, I think, I think a sense of humor is a brilliant test of someone's intelligence, um, or at least their social intelligence, and uh, and just their appreciation for wordplay. I think someone who can appreciate good, a good conversationalist who likes to laugh and likes to poke fun, uh, yeah, like if they're not making me laugh, what the why? They must have sweet ass because if I, like if if I'm not laughing, there's got to be some other redeeming quality. And most of the people I've dated just don't make me laugh. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I look for I look for the, and just a face because. I don't. I think more of the eyes, and I, I'm not talking about phys- physically. I think I, when I'm when I'm on a date with someone, I, you could tell a lot by their eyes and what they're saying with their eyes. And um, you know, some people just have dead eyes, and I just get real limp when I see that. I'm just like, oh, like are you even? And then, or some people have crazy eyes, and they're you know they're so yeah. I think the eyes, not so much the face, but the eyes, and just are they funny? Can or can they at least appreciate humor? Yeah. But uh, really what I'm saying is, do they laugh at my jokes? Sure, sure. <laughs> Very important. Crucial. No, I, I, I'm pretty open. I mean, even when I was in India, I was flirting. Yeah. I was, and I did meet a guy. And uh, here's some tea. And I've only, I've only never told this to anyone yet. But uh, I sneezed in front of him. 
and I blew snot all over the place and then I dismissed myself and that was the most embarrassing moment of my year wow I sneezed ever oh my, and I spit everywhere and I dropped oh and I had a paper cup of coffee and that luckily we were outside I, that spilled it was just a horrible like everything oh, in the sneeze wasn't even a quiet one like I, I would I could excuse all that if I held in the ah! but it right. just and he was like one of the cutest guys I met there and I was fuck fuck and then I was like and then I put my hand up to my face I was like maybe he didn't see any of it and then he goes do you need a tissue and I said oh my god he knows he knows oh my god and I was I was oh my god can I oh since really quick I know this is a lot topic but as an idiot something horrible happened to me out there they have these things that well they have in the hotels these hoses next to the toilet bowl yeah and the floor of the bathroom has a drain in it. So I put two and two together. This is to spray your asshole with after you shit. Uh, so I, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I've never, I figured, okay, spray, but which way do I spray? I don't want the water, the shitty water to go down into my pants, you know? So yeah. I spray my ass and I reached it under my legs like this. So it would spray out behind me. Oh my God. Nice. I cleaned myself. And then I put the hood and I look, turn around, fucking goddamn mural all over the bathroom wall, all up at least, like, it was higher than me. Uh, and uh, and I said, oh my, so I had to spray down the wall. Oh my God, I, I felt so stupid. I was like, and then I asked someone, how do you, they said, you're supposed to take off your pants, apparently. And it's just so complicated. Well, that stands to reason. Well, yes, it? but at that point, just use toilet paper. Yeah. Oh my God, or a wet wipe or something. I had to humiliate myself. And yeah, spraying outside of the toilet in any way is what, you know, catches yeah. me. Because now I'm here okay. having having to embarrass myself on this podcast. So <laughs> thanks, guys, at the hotel. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Anyway, I, so yeah, that was my India trip. I embarrassed myself several times with my own bodily functions. I've, and, uh, which, I, I don't know, I blame it on their food. Their food is actually really good out there. Really, everything is, I don't know why I'm talking so much about India, but uh, it's just a place I've never been. I found it, it was very... Very interesting. It was like places were really, really nice or really, really poor. And I had fun kind of hopping around and seeing it. Yeah. Have Mm -hmm. you ever dated a fellow creator or? No, I have not. I I don't know of any creators would want to date me. Actually, I don't know very many creators who are dating each other right now. Maybe I'm out of the loop. But there are a lot of, yeah, there's not a lot of. Intra YouTube, yeah, yeah. Well, dating. I know the Tana and and uh, what, what's the Jake Paul thing. Are they still married? Was that legitimate? Oh, I don't know if that. Well, anyway, that's the only one I know. Uh, no, I've never dated the, the closest to an entertain. Well, I will say the person I'm talking to, the person from that party that I was just at, mm. is an entertainer. Oh, yes. And so this is the closest I've been. But Are of the social media variety or of the. Of the burlesque variety. This is, there's like this weird vaudeville burlesque thing. I haven't seen a show of it, but that's what he does. And he, he's, he's like a comedian, I believe, of sorts. He's a very funny guy, very charismatic, um, very similar to me in a way. Like, like if you see him, you would think we're cut from the same cloth, I think. Uh, that's why we met, because our friend introduced us. She's like, oh, my God, like you two would get along so well. And sure enough, we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, in terms of dating an entertainer, I don't know what that would be like. And it is a fantasy of mine. If I were to die immediately, I think that my biggest regret would be, I never knew what that would be, what that's like to date someone else who has, who is a public image, yeah. you know, someone else who shares this same thing that I, that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. But, but try it, please yeah. find out. I, I am on a back. mission. I'm currently in pursuit, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I really hope they're not listening to this. Right? What? Like, <laughs> I hope they're not listening to this. I've talked so much about this person. <laughs> uh, they're listening. They're they're listening. Uh, probably. Well, and maybe. I hope. Maybe it's a good thing. Brandon Rogers, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. This has been an absolute pleasure, yes. and thank you for letting me talk your ear off for a bit. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.